Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you are listening to the Social Media Talks podcast with Alan Hennessy from Compass Media. This is the podcast to help business owners who want to learn more about digital and social media marketing. You are prepared to ignite. Before we begin this episode, we'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors and also our supporters. The Social Media Talks podcast is sponsored by ContentCal, creating a solution to simplify and speed up how teams can plan, collaborate on, approve, publish and analyze social media content in a familiar and intuitive calendar interface. In just three years, they have been trusted by over 10,000 businesses and agencies in 110 countries to deliver social media content at scale and have recently won an award for the Content Management Tool of the Year. For more information on ContentCal, visit their website at contentcal.io. We would also like to remind you the Social Media Talks podcast is proudly supported by CharityRadio.ie, one of Ireland's leading online radio stations supporting charities across Ireland for free. And now, this week's episode. Welcome to Social Media Talks Podcasts, brought to you by compassmedia.ie. Hello and thank you for joining me. This is the Social Media Talks Podcast, brought to you by compassmedia.ie. Episode number 74. And a slightly stranger one today. Today we are going to do a solo podcast, the first in a series of these uh, podcasts, where it's just going to be me talking to you as opposed to us having a guest on the podcast. This, as I said, is going to be a number of different shows where we're going to be talking about different aspects of social and digital marketing. And today we're going to be talking all about seven triggers and seven ways that you can get people to share your content a little bit more. And also we're going to be talking about hashtags and what they are and how they can be best used. So I do hope you can stay with me. And don't forget, if you do want to listen to any of our previous podcasts, you can log on to our website at compassmedia.ie forward slash podcasts. You can also find all the show notes as well for all of these shows available on the website as well. So without further ado, I think we will uh, dig into our chosen topic today and uh, looking forward to uh, speaking to you. And as I said, this is going to be uh, one of those podcasts where we are going to be talking about a number of different things and uh, it's a series of them. So uh, let us get started. Okay, so uh, seven types of content that can help you uh, help people who want to uh, share your content out a lot more. Okay, so as we all know, like, it is uh, hard to uh, get your content uh, seen on social media over the last few uh, years, especially with regards to the way the algorithms have changed on all of the different platforms. So, you know, let's try and make it easier for yourself. Uh, More so than anything, I think it's about creating engagement with your content as well. That is probably key to what happens uh, on social media and obviously with the uh, your engagement becomes a little bit, you become a little bit more prominent in the eyes of the uh, Facebooks and the Googles and the you know, the Twitters and the LinkedIns and stuff like that. That's where they see, if they see more engagement, uh, you're going to see more return as well for your content. And the other side of that is, again, 
if you are creating good content, you want your customers or you want your uh, your followers or whoever it may be to see that content and get value from it. And I think they are the key important issues here when we look at content. It is the three three I suppose the three pillars is is to entertain, inform, and also to educate as well people. So I think with that in mind, I think you really need to start thinking about. What type of content would it be that you would enjoy reading? Remember that if you enjoy reading it and you think that your audience would get enjoyment from reading it or would get some value from reading it, that is a key important factor. So always have that at the front of your mind when you're starting to create this content. And I suppose look as well for the information gaps, you know, to spark off a bit of curiosity for people. Like, what is it that is going to uh, entice people in? So my suggestions to you would be is is to uh, preview something. So if you're, for instance, going to do a live video or something on Facebook, uh, make sure that you go on maybe the day before or something like that and announce that you're going to be doing a live video or you're going to uh, pre-promote it, I suppose, in a sense. So the idea behind it is is getting on and letting people know what it is that you're going to be talking about and what it is that you are going to actually, you know, give them. What will they walk away with? Because at the end of the day, if people are going to give you their time, you need to let them know what they are going to get. Very, very important. It's the same with regards to if you're going to be writing a blog post, you know, and the blog post is going to be on your website or something like that. Maybe go in and do a small, short snippet of it. Uh, even you can even do a live video for it. But ideally is, is to go in and give it a short snippet. So maybe maybe the first two or three paragraphs of that particular piece of content. And then what you do at the end of it is, is if you want to read the full article, please visit our website. Because at the end of the day, social media is there to be social. You're there to help people to understand. And the idea is, is that you bring them down a sales funnel, which will bring them to your website. And we'll be talking about sales funnels in another episode of the podcast as well and how we can guide people through that process as well. But I think the the key important part is is step one would be definitely to uh, preview something. So let it preview a piece of content that people are going to be able to find it. Also, step two, give them a solution, okay? The solution to their problem. So if, for instance, we're going to talk about LinkedIn and we're going to be talking about, say, LinkedIn profiles, we have to give them a solution. So find out what their pain is and then what you do is is then you actually give them the answer to it. So that solution is the key to it. I.e., if, for instance, you're looking at, say, social media and you want to say to the people, let's say, we could say to them, are you looking at other people's profiles on LinkedIn and do you find them that they are fantastic and would love to have your profile all working to its fullest capacity? And that's giving them the idea of saying, yes, I would like it. Well, if you read this particular blog or you read this particular or you watch this particular video, you know, this is going to help you with that. You're giving them the solution. You remember you're adding value constantly and it's about adding value to everyone's life, whether they be in business or whether it be personal. Give them something that's going to resonate with them and that's going to help them. So giving them a solution can be key important. Then the next step is is to create that memorable content. And when you're doing that, you might say to yourself, oh, well, how do I do, you know, create memorable content? Well, very, very easily. If you know your business or your subject matter, you know exactly what it is 
that people are talking about in within that uh, within that sphere. Okay. The other thing that I would suggest there is is to look at the opinions and look at look at what people are doing online. Look at what what's what is important within this industry. You know what I mean. So you know what is the popular belief. What is, you know, the options? Uh, what, what options are people looking for? Um, the topic and, you know, the topics in your industry to write about. Find out, look at it. You can research this on Google. You know what I mean? A lot of people will go to social media first and they say, oh, I'm trying to find content that I can write about. You know, if you type into Google a search query, even a long-form search query, so how do I fix my, my drains at home? Okay, if you type that in, it's going to come back with a huge amount of content that you can look at and you can say, okay, well, these are the top 10 searches for this when you put in these keywords. Okay, when you put them keywords in, look at the top 10 search results, and then from that, then you can start collecting data and you can start understanding exactly what it is that people are searching for. And then you can start writing your content for that, okay? And the next piece would be is, is to maybe put your own spin on it, okay? Don't copy someone. It's it's just not on because people automatically would see it and it's you know you're going to be you're going to be seeing that and once someone sees that they're going to you know they're, you're going to lose that credibility. So the idea behind it is is to find the content and then write your own spin on it. How would you deal with it? And you know what you could always do. And here's a very very good idea. And we've done it many a time. Is is to uh, flip it, turn it on its head. Talk about it in a different way. Talk about the negatives in it and then show the positives in it and flip it on its head. Turn the whole idea upside down and change it around. Because when you do that is is because it, what it'll do is it'll help you. It'll say, well, I love reading their articles because they do X, Y, and Z. They change it the way I think. Or they flip it on the head. They come at it from a different angle. And that's where you're going to create engagement. If people are seeing that and they're constantly, you know, waiting for your next piece of content to come out, it's it's going to help you hugely uh, when it comes to that. As I said, you know, when you look at it, you know, check Google to make sure your idea is, I suppose, it's not been covered in a million times before. But if it has, you know, think about as I said, how you can change that up, how you can, you know, break it out from the norm. So if it's sort of like, oh, well, most people are giving you a, you know, a, a list of, of a check sheet of five top tips. Well, why not change it and say, these are the top five tips and then go into them now in a bit more detail throughout your content. And then, of course, the other side of that is, is to uh, back up uh, that, um, that piece of content and, you know, with credible data. So if you have like, you know, oh, 60% of Irish people use uh, social media for X, Y and Z, make sure that you have some data to back that up. So i.e. if it's, you know, from an agency or from a, a particular, you know, a, a post that you may have seen or a piece of content or whatever it may be or an ebook or something that you have read or you've read a also, say maybe a book that has um, referenced this in the book. Make sure you reference that book. So that idea is is that you know it's credible. 
but it's also you can also show that it's 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 where it's come from as well and then the other great thing is is maybe even do a survey if you're looking for content and you're trying to find out what it is and we've often done it we've go on social media and say what is it that you want to find out more about on about social media and people will come back and they will tell us what it is so ask the questions ask your audience what it is that they want to know or they want to learn about because by doing that what you're doing is is you're adding value also you are creating something there that people need and when people need it they will read it and if they read it they will enjoy it and then hopefully they will get in contact with you to find out a little bit more and understand how you can help them okay and um, maybe even use some case studies look at case studies of you know previous people that you've worked with or previous businesses that you've worked with and maybe think about you know doing a case study and showing them and contact the person who you've done the case study with or even if you've seen one online that you found very interesting um, use it. Like if you look at the type of say um, when Gillette done the ad for the bullying. Okay, they what they done was is they touched on a point. They touched on a very very po- um, poignant point of bullying. Um, male and and the way the males male people are males are looked at. So what they done was is they touched on a very very sensitive issue, but they also they spun it in a such a way that got them a huge amount of exposure from one piece of content. Now I'm not saying that you have to go and you have to do something like that, but you know think about it. If you look at the concept of the marketing of how they did that, that was absolutely ingenious because what it done was is it created a load of content where people were either talking about it were giving out about it or they were you know they were saying that it was a great piece of content it was a great great ad but what it done was is it increased their visibility online so from a marketing point of view it worked so so well okay and then we move on as you say, you found your piece of content now, or you found your 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 particular subject that you're going to talk about. Now, what we need to do is is you need to start thinking about your imagery, okay, and your graphics, okay. Always a part that lets people down is is not having the right graphics, not having you know, or having graphics that they've just taken from Google, and that it just doesn't work. There is. A huge amount of stock photographs out there that you can use for your content but what I would say is is if you have the opportunity and I mean this if you have the opportunity to take your own photographs it is a thousand times better you know where as I always say when I'm talking at any conference or any uh, presentation that I'm doing I always say you know the girl on the uh, can on the on the contact page on a website she works for about five or six thousand different companies because everyone uses that exact same girl with the headset on her and that has the big smiley face because it's a content and it's an easy option guys it's an easy option the idea behind it is is if you are looking for a piece of if you were going to put out a piece of content and it's yours take that photograph whether that be a picture of you and saying this is what i what i think even if it's a picture of you writing a blog post you know, just at your desk and writing a blog post, people will resonate with that because it becomes a lot more personal. Plus as well, if you're, as you say, we can use stock images and there is a number of websites out there that you can find it. If you type in, you know, royalty-free images, you'll find them. It'll come up on Google. There's a number of them, Pixabay and, you know, uh, Stock Snap and stuff like that. There's a huge amount of uh, different 
stock photograph websites as well out there. Okay. And then think about your colors um, and keep them to a minimum. Don't have 101 different colors on your blog post or on your, you know, on your, on, on the part of on whatever it is you may be writing. Um, think about the colors. Keep them to a minimum, whether that be your uh, company colors, you know, if they are, say, red and black or if they're blue and black or whatever. But write the content, the content that is of, of importance, make sure that is in black. Okay, don't write it in grey because grey doesn't resonate. Grey just doesn't. People, what happens is, is the actual um, your mind and your brain can't process that. Whereas in black, they expect that, and that's what it should be. So it's a very, very important part um, to making sure that you keep your colours that are to a minimum. Okay, so maybe two colors at the most, and maybe if you're going to highlight something, highlight it in red or something like that, or bold it or whatever it may be. And another, another very important part is is to making sure that if someone is reading uh, this piece of content, so let's we'll talk about a blog for instance, make sure that it is scannable. When I say scannable, that is is you know like I often go on to a website or I go on to a blog post, and I will scan through it. So I will quickly go down through it. I won't read the whole thing, but I. I I sort of scan through and say, okay, that's good. If it's too long, I go, oh, I don't know. Try and keep it within 1,500 words or so. Um, the other thing that I would say there is is to make it, as I say, it's scannable. So, you know, when people are actually looking at this, that they can scan it quickly and there's a headlines or stuff like that, you can make them, you know, the bold statements or whatever. But make sure that it's something that will grab someone's attention, i.e. putting graphics in the middle of your content, uh, in the middle of this particular blog post. Very, very important. Nobody wants to just read a whole, you know, unless it's an actual industry-led paper or something like that, that you need to do that. But if you're going to make it for social media or you're going to make it for your website, make it more appealing. That when you put a picture or you put a graphic in the center of your actual text, um, you know, between your paragraphs, it breaks it up. And it also it gives the person that's reading it a little chance to relax and take the time to read the rest because they're looking at the picture and then they start reading the next on the next line underneath. So quite important to uh, break up your content there as much as anything else. Um, you don't necessarily have to write it as a word format. You can do a number of different options when it comes to uh, writing content. You can have like um, worksheets, um, maybe having a worksheet as is in saying, okay, guys, well, if you do uh, X, Y and Z, if you give them a worksheet and say, download this worksheet and this will help you to uh, create your uh, profile on Twitter or on Facebook or on social media, whatever it may be. That could be a good one. Um, A step-by-step guide. So guiding them through is always a great way. So I find that um, when we create uh, e-books and stuff like that, what we would always do is is we would use them as a lead magnet. And when I say a lead magnet, the meaning that is is that, you know, we have something that we can give uh, our, our customers or our followers for some for nothing um, that they're going to want to come to our website to download it. And then when they do get that, we're going back to, as I said, the start of it, where you're previewing something. You're also showing them then how it easy it is to actually to get it uh, by just popping an email in, which also builds your email list as well. And that is, uh, yet again, we're going to be talking about that in a different uh, podcast as well. Check sheets are very good. Um, check sheets don't have to be uh, very, very intuitive. They could be 10, 10 things that you uh, must do before you uh, start using uh, Twitter. 
okay and you can have a check sheet and get them to download it and they can just uh, check it off and use it for themselves as well there's a lot of uh, free online tools out there that you can use to create this pieces of content as well um, and making sure that the steps are easy to follow and that people can complete them in a short space of time, whether that be five minutes or 10 minutes, but making sure that they can complete them in a short amount of time, okay? And then um, I suppose the other side of that is, is if we, we, we gotta remember that, you know, if we're gonna be using this content, uh, reach out to uh, people that you know on social media, maybe influencers that are in your area and say, ask them to give you a little bit of a push with it. Um, you know, any chance of you uh, giving this, uh, sharing this with your community is always a good one. And then even if you are writing content, maybe even keep it in mind to include a uh, an influencer in it. Or if you're, you know, including a company in it, make sure that you uh, mention them and highlighted them in the piece of content and then when you actually go to post it you can tag these people in it which will give you a further reach you know it's really really important also you could on the other hand you can maybe email them if you write a piece about a particular company or a particular individual you can email them and say look i i wrote this piece of content about um whatever it may be say it's linkedin or something like that you can actually turn around and you can say right okay I mentioned you and this as a reference point of something that you said or a, a, a piece that you wrote on it and let them know that you have mentioned them because what it does is if someone sees their name and lights as they say they are going to share your content out as well so it gives you more reach and it gives you more exposure for that piece of content so you see the way it's all starting to come together it's really really important to to know and to tag people in posts I talked to a girl at a conference a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how she uses Twitter and she was saying that she was getting a lot of response from Twitter and simply because she is tagging people into her content. So when you start tagging people, people start to see it and then it gathers steam. They start seeing your profile and when they start seeing your profile, they start following you and when you start following you, it, it just escalates. So it's a, it's a process where you have to keep going down that road. And then let's talk about uh, the length of your content. If you are writing a post on social media, and I've seen it before, especially on Facebook, where someone will go in and they'll type um, maybe five or 600 words on a post on social media, on, say, Facebook, okay? It, it does work if you have a lot of information, but most people are on social media. They're flicking. They're flicking, they're scrolling through their feed. They are not going to read a full blog post within a post on social media. So what you need to do, and that's where I suppose Twitter, you look at Twitter the way it's only 240 characters, you have to send them somewhere else or you have to get your, your, your message across within 240 characters. Ideally, you should be directing people to your website. So if you're writing a post on Facebook, make it short and make it snappy. Okay, get your message across very, very quickly because that's what people want. They want to be able to understand it very quickly. And if they don't, they, you know, they lose concentration. They don't want to particularly, they, they'll just move onwards until such times they find something. And that's how 
most of the content you'll see they always have big bold letters at the top where they are the headline is something that is going to grab someone's attention and drag them in and get them to read more about it. Do the research, look at it online. If you look at most of the social media content, um, especially from the bigger companies, um, you'll see exactly that's what they're doing, okay? And then if you are gonna write long form content, you know, write it as a size and a blog post. And if you don't have your own website, and you might say to yourself, oh, well, where am I gonna write it? On Facebook, there is a thing called Notes, where you can actually create a blog post. It's, 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 I suppose it's Facebook's version of blog posts. It's called Notes, and uh, it's, av- it's available to everyone who has a business account on um, Facebook. Very easy if you don't know where it is and you can't see it on your sidebar. Uh, all you have to do is go into your settings and I think it's in, I think it's in pages and uh, you can just, you can click into it and it'll show you up, add additional tabs and then it'll come up with notes and then literally when you click on notes it'll put it onto your side tab, click into it and you can create these fantastic pieces of content within there which is like a long form uh, blog post or you know, you can you can have them as drafts and then when you're ready, you can publish them. You don't have to, you know, write it and uh, press post immediately. You can actually save the edit and then you can go back in and you can change it and you can edit it at a later stage. Or if you want to write five or six of these and you have that type of content, write them and then, you know, keep them as drafts until such time as you want to publish them. So it's a very good way. Also, you can do this on LinkedIn as well. Um, LinkedIn have the facilities of the publisher, which... Automatically, when you create something on Publisher in LinkedIn, it automatically updates on your own profile. So it gives you more content and it shows your credibility and it shows your authority and it also shows that you're writing content on a, on a you know regular basis. So think about that. If you don't have a website, there are two options. And there's, of course, the blog sites that you can go on to, medium.com where you can actually set up your own blog page and you can get yourself followers and stuff like that. And it's a very good um, website to go on and find out a lot of content. You can do a lot of research on that as well. So, you know, there's a lot there that you can actually do. Try, when you're writing content, um, or if you're writing a blog post, to keep it, oh, I suppose, at just under 1,500 words, okay? Don't try and go over that unless you're going to, if you want to write, write more than that, I would suggest you to sit down and write a book. Simple as that, okay? And then, of course, the main thing, and the one important thing at the end of every piece of content should be your call to action. Very, very important. Your call to action is is what's going to help people to reach out to you. It's asking your reader to do something, okay? It's asking them to do something, whether that may be to share your content or to uh, leave a comment or to go to your website to download a, an ebook or a form or whatever it may be or a giveaway or special offer that you're going to do. It gives you that opportunity to give them a call to action. And by even the simplest of things of saying, please share this post, people will share it when, you've, when they've read it and they've enjoyed it and they'll want to share it with their community. Also, asking them to leave a comment will bring your engagement levels up on, say, the types of, say, Facebook, because when they see engagement on a post, what they do is, is they bump it up. So always have these uh, options and these ideas in mind as well. Okay, so 
that is sort of how you can get people to share your content out. And remember, guys, also remember that using hashtags within your content on social media, especially on the types of all of the platforms, actually, from, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, whatever it is, using hashtags will give you more visibility. It'll give you opportunities for you to be included in conversations, included in these hashtag searches as well. So keep in, in, in mind that's what you're doing. Jump on to, you know, the big hashtags that are out there, try and use them, and also use one or two of your own that resonate with the article or the piece that you're writing as well. So if, for instance, we're doing something on family safety, for instance, we might put in the hashtag family safety, but we'll also put in safety, we'll also put in family and stuff like that. So it adds to that hashtag and that people, anyone who's searching for family safety will come across your piece of content. And that works across all of the platforms from, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, and even on the types of say LinkedIn, it will give you suggestions as to what pe- what actual hashtags you can use. So do think about that, and hopefully this uh, podcast has been a bit of a help to you. Um, you've got some information out of it, and uh, I, we will be back next week with another uh, episode of a solo podcast with myself. It feels quite strange here to be doing a solo podcast uh, as we usually do uh, the uh, interview base, but we we haven't forgotten them. We haven't we haven't discarded them. What we are doing is is we're just going to do a number of these solo podcasts over the next few weeks, just to give you an insight into uh, different ways that you can uh, share your content, uh, create your content, and uh, a number of questions that we've been asked over the last few weeks. So as I said, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and uh, hopefully you'll join us next week for our second in the series of solo podcasts and don't forget if you want to find out more about the podcasts that we have you can actually jump onto our website at www.compassmedia.ie and uh, also if you would like to uh, join us on the podcast and you would like us to uh, talk to you on the podcast you can get in contact with us all you have to do is email us at smtalks at compassmedia.ie and uh, we will be delighted to have you on the program all right so on next week at the same time um, my name is alan hennessy for the social media talks podcast and until next week at the same time have a great week and as i always say be social until next week talk to you soon bye-bye Social Media Talks podcast is a production from compassmedia.ie.